pastor, come on. Love and appreciate our pastor. Man, I'm just expecting something great tonight from the Word of God. <laughs> Miracles can happen in this place. Let's give out unto the Lord tonight. Because he's in the house, the miracles can take place. Because he's in the house. Amen. Our prayers can be responded to with authority and the power. The hell can't do nothing about it. The devil can't do nothing about it. No government upon this earth can do, can't do anything about it. No kingdom of darkness can do anything about it. Because greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. That includes the devil. That includes all these imps. That includes, includes all the lunatics and the crazy people and everybody else that wants to mount up. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. We're going somewhere. We're here for purpose. We're going to see the miraculous. We're going to see the mighty hand of God. Well, I'm just going to obey the Lord for a second here. Sister Linda Whittington, I want you to come. Now, he kind of set the stage with that last little bit. In case some of you are wondering about Sister Tara, she got the news she's going to have that little girl. (laughs) After five boys, she's going to get that little girl. Because we ask God. Come here, sister. I'm going to tell you. Really, Montana's really been on my mind and heart and prayer. I'm going to tell you what, and I was, I was wondering, I stepped back up to you. I started to tell you there, but the stage has been set a lot better now. We're going to, I want you to give her these words. And if y'all don't, I can when I get a chance. But I'll tell you what I felt from the Lord. If Montana will use what's not paralyzed, her soul is not paralyzed, her heart is not paralyzed, her tongue is not paralyzed. But if she'll start using what she's got, amen, and give it to God, what has got her paralyzed will lose its power and lose its authority. Now, the reason I brought her up here tonight, we're going to pray that Montana can receive that because, come on, let's be real. If we was in that condition, in that situation, it will not be easy to receive it, and the devil's going to do his best to block it and hinder it. Hey, our, our, our Psalms is going to go along with this. Amen. Out of the, out of the depths. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. In the depthness, amen, we cried out unto God. Too many times people find themselves entangled in things, and that's the very moment they're going to start backsliding, and they're going to start going the opposite way instead of instead of. Stopping and making a stand and say, hey, I got a God in the heavens. I got access to him by the name of the man called Jesus Christ. And by him and through him, I'm going to overcome this. And I'm going to defeat it because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And that's got me tangled down and messed up. Hallelujah, God, you're going to get me out of it. I don't care if you made the mess or not. I'm telling you, this God can deliver he can heal and make her effort for by 28 years of age. He can give her back her strength and everything else. But I'm telling you, we got to get what we got to God. So I want her to stand in for her stand. And here's the real key. She would receive it. Somehow, some way, Montana can receive it where she's at. Now you watch this. We prayed. You know the prayer that we made for Montana? It wasn't the will of God for her to be in a wreck. But it was the will of God for her not to be taken. And he overpowered the power of the wreck. Because if the devil had his way, she'd have been gone. But the prayers of a grandmother. (laughs) The prayers and faithfulness of others come rushing in. At that moment, because see, he already knew. As God, what was going to transpire and take place. And he already set up 
So if you would come again, and I know we got to play about this COVID mess. If you haven't heard, it stuck its head up again. Keith and all of his family, David Toodle, Miss Cheryl, Jesse, all of these have got it. Gina and them, it's they're not here tonight. Sharice and Brother Chris and them's not here tonight because Brianna was over there yesterday. So here we are again. Sister Tammy, whole L.C. Hatchard's lunch ring bunch has got it. They had to move them, try to, to take over there. So when I said it raised his head today, I'm talking about several. And uh, so we're going to pray about that too. God would touch, God would move. And uh, I could tell my son, he called me about three times a day. I could tell the last time he was a little, little down. And so, but uh, you know what? We're going to pray. We're going to believe God, and God's going to help us. He knows what he's doing. But this is the main thing right here. And I'm, I'm not a prophet. I'm not none of that. I'm just telling you, I believe God. Amen. He put that in my spirit. I didn't think of that on my own. Amen. But if she'll use what she's got. You know what? The Bible says God takes little and can make much out of it. He can take what's little. Do more with what's little. And what the devil in the world could do with a whole package. Uh-huh. So that's what we're believing for in this house tonight. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Do miracles in the house. Miracles in the house. Miracles are in the house. The making of a miracle. The process of a miracle. Hallelujah. Started here even tonight. Through the lovely name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Oh, we give you glory and praise and honor in this house tonight. You're our maker. You're our creator. You're a covenant giver and keeper. And God, we'd hold on to it. With and by your stripes, with and by your stripes, we shall be made whole. In the lovely name of Jesus. In the lovely name of Jesus Christ. Oh, we give you glory. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you honor, Lord. Blessed, blessed be the name of the Lord here tonight. <laughs> praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, we give you honor tonight, Jesus. Give you honor tonight, Lord. Praise God.
But, but watch this. You can't keep God out. In fact, right now, the God I serve can dispatch an angel into her room. Drive away that old spirit of depression. Drive that hopeless spirit out of her life. And give her life and give her hope to hear the word of God and the Messiah, the Messiah, the Messiah. His name is Jesus. He's come to redeem. He's come to reconcile. He's come to mend. He's come to kill. He'll take up broken lives and broken bodies. And he'll mend them and make them whole. Oh, oh it's a time to believe it. Do it, Jesus. Oh, do it, Jesus. My, 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 what a touch here tonight. Oh, praise God. Huh. We got to believe that, sister. You get a chance to talk to her, you tell her. <laughs> Hallelujah, God's not limited. You and I might be, but he's not. If he can get them out of a dungeon in a jailhouse. <laughs> if he can shake foundations and earthquakes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, It's God's will to make her whole. It's God's will to fill her with the Holy Ghost. It's God's will. It, he ought not have to leave her in that condition for her to be saved. My God, is this thing big or not? See, that's what's wrong with the church. This is bigger than drugs. It's bigger than alcohol. It's bigger than the devil. It's bigger than divorce. It's bigger than separation. It's bigger than all of that. Hey, that's light. When light comes in, darkness got to flee. You got to let light penetrate. You got to let light say, hey, 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 I got a God, an almighty God. He's not just one of the gods. He's the almighty God. He makes a way where there seemeth to be no way. He's a great physician. He don't know no limits. If he has to, he'll create bone. And he don't have to pull it from somewhere else to put it up there either. Speak out of the dust of the ground and fashion it for him. He's God. just got to believe it and then fight for it I said then fight for it make a stand for it come on discernment hallelujah we're living in a world we've had this conversation a number of times brother McCoo mentioned it last Wednesday night man lack of the discernment it's time for it to come back but I don't want just a discernment. But how to respond and how to handle it. For that's more important than just the discernment. Everybody can say, hey, we've got a problem. But who's got the answer to the problem? Who knows how to handle it right? Who can discern, amen, when it's just flesh or when it's the devil? Who can discern, amen, you know what? Best thing for them to do, amen, is get out of here. Or the best thing they can do is repent and get, and get full of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> See, God knows every bit of that. He knows the intent, the thoughts of the heart, and the minds of the spirit. He's not limited. 
Hallelujah. So I'm not worried about the devils coming in here. But you and I have got to understand that the devil's always tried to come in. He's always trying to mess up. He's always been a hindrance. Our lesson's going to talk about that tonight. He tried his best to stop Nehemiah and, Zach and, 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 and Ezra and all the rest of them. But you know what? When it's God's plans in it, but he's just got to have somebody that says, you know what? I'm willing, to, I'm willing to go on the beast and I'm willing to go look and see the condition of the walls. And when everybody else says it ain't no use. And man, I ain't about to do all that work. We're not careful. We're getting lazy. Hallelujah. But we got to learn how to work in the Holy Ghost and work in the Spirit of God and work for the real riches. And it's not a dollar bill. It's not, amen, a bigger paycheck. It's for a, 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 a payment, amen, that we're going to get in the air in a moment, a twinkle of an eye. And the verse that we hear that says, well done, that good and faithful servant. That's really all that's going to matter. This country's in a mess. But it's folks just like you and I that's willing to pray and humble ourselves and believe in God. God can make a difference. God can move both of them candidates and put another one. That house of speak can move her too. She's on a nano pillow already. God can move whoever he gets ready to move. You just got to get big enough and faithful enough saying, you know what, God, we're sick of this mess. my color they ain't this and they ain't that that's right they ain't none ours i told someone guy one time about this i don't know how you do all this and blah 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 oh i do this and i do that and i looked at him and said that's the reason you're not the pastor <laughs> hallelujah that's the reason because <laughs> you don't do it right you don't handle it right you don't do it your way i'm not interested in doing it my way i'd make a mess out of it we proved that time and time and time again not only in the church but in the world but oh if we'll humble ourselves and yield ourselves and humble ourselves to what the book says and say okay god this is your business i'm just your vessel i'm just a conduit of your mercy and grace and compassion and love amen day in and day out i never reach a place amen no 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 next breath that god's gonna be because of god next heartbeat that god's gonna be because of god next word it comes out of my that's because of the goodness of God. I haven't earned any of it. I don't deserve any of it. It all belongs to Jesus Christ and no other one else. we got a spiritual world that we're dealing with. and we got to get to the place that we can deal with it. we got a spiritual world that we need to deal with. And God will help us. If we get hungry enough to want it. Get thirsty enough and say, you know what? Amen. I'm ready for it. Amen. But you know what? You've got to put up the fight. Lord bless you. Uh, and I'm going to stick with the time. I understand the pressure. Uh, and I appreciate the parents. I appreciate you bringing your children. I'm going to highly regard and respect that. Amen. You're here tonight to, to, to stay with that 830. I don't think that'll cramp God at all tonight. And uh, so good. So, so it's good to see you. God bless you. Hallelujah. I know the last time you came. <laughs> it wasn't too good, was it, for all of us? So it's, it's good to see you back. God bless you. Amen. We do continue to pray for those that's, uh, that's rubbing shoulders with the COVID at this present time. Uh, let's keep them in our prayers. Uh, all of them on Tudor Road especially. You, you know, you just never know uh, things. And, but God does. He looks down upon us. And our prayers and commitment can make a difference of the outcome of things if we'll... Ask him to pray and petition him. So that's what we want to do. Man, Psalms 130 is the Psalms that we got tonight. And I'm going to stick a lot probably to the first verse and, and all of it. But yet the latter part of it will probably slip over into next Wednesday night. Because it will kind of tie in with the Psalms 131. But um, 
And so hopefully by the help of the Lord, we can say something here in the next 30 minutes or so that can be a blessing to you. Please join and continue what went on here tonight to join us in prayer that uh, what God would love to do and wants to do and uh, to, for this would happen, let's bind up the devil. Amen. And that, that Montana can really hear that and receive it. Amen. In her life at this moment time. Because I didn't say it was going to be easy. I didn't say it was going to happen overnight. But I'm telling you it's attainable. And I believe that with everything it is it in me. All right. Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let thy ears be attentive to the voice of my supplication. If thou, Lord, shouldest mark iniquity, O Lord, who shall stand? Who's going to be able to stand, Lord, if you mark it, if you keep a record of it? But thank God for the next verse. But there is forgiveness with thee that thou mayest be feared or reverenced. I wait for the Lord. My soul doth wait, and in his words do I hope. My soul waiteth for the Lord more than they that watch for the morning. I say more than they that watch for the morning. Let Israel hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy, and with him is plenteous of redemption. And he shall redeem Israel from all of his iniquities. Lord, help us tonight. Should touch our minds, our hearts, loose our tongues. Help us rightly divide your word tonight. Help us, God, to feed the lamb, feed the sheep. Amen. We'd leave here far different. We came with the touch and the presence of the Lord, and most of all by your word. It would find its place in our hearts, our minds, and spirit, keeping us, keeping us in this generation and world that we're living in tonight in Jesus name I pray Lord bless you and you may be seated let me say again it's good to see each and every one of you in the house of the Lord tonight coming to be with us in the in the presence of God in, in this moment in time um, I, I will cut this a lot shorter I've got about seven pages I think it is something like that uh, five or six or I'm not sure but anyway uh, I, I, won't, I won't probably make it through all of them so we're just going to try to Go as swiftly as we possibly can, starting with the first verse. Uh, that's really the verse that really stuck out to me. Amen. Especially the part of it, out of the depths have I cried unto thee. Uh, out of this plane. When you look at depths, depths actually means distance. Or quality of being intense or extreme. Did anybody ever felt like you've been in an intense situation? An extreme situation. And distance. You know, sometimes that could be a depthness and things of that nature. And so, uh, as you watch this, you're going to notice, you can read about people like Moses and different ones, spiritual, great spiritual leaders in your Bible. Most of them, if not all of them, amen, experience some greatness of the spiritual realm, of depthness of it, and, 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 and an entanglement. Amen. They found themselves either out in the wilderness, upon some mountain, amen, or possibly in a cave like the prophet a man to have these experiences and so uh, they would cry out and so in that crying out God would respond to them so this is what I really want to talk about because when you talk about these depths a man one of the first things that it kind of began to, to, to lead and guide me into uh, one of the first ones was with Jonah 2, 2 and 1 and 2 and Jesus prayed unto the Lord his God out of what the fish's belly and said I cried by reason of my afflictions unto the Lord and he hurt me out of the belly of hell cried I and thou heardest my voice and so even here when you really begin to look at this term and you just start doing a study on it and uh, see what it's trying to uh, enlighten to us about we can see how important it is to understand because it actually leads us to a term called entangled amen anybody found themselves entangled in situations or, or things of that like maybe something of your own doing sometime of others and different forms and manners and, and so I want to liken to that a little 
bit and the warning, amen, because I feel like that's a spirit that we got to watch tonight. Amen. This is going to follow right along, amen. If you listened to that debate last night, there was a lot of people, but I know it was kind of a little disappointed. Amen. We needed to paddle and just paddled both of them, sent them home and said, hey, we need two more candidates. Uh, you know, no, nah, I'm just kidding. But in a sense, you know, that would, anyway, praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Here we go. But so in, entangled actually means to cause to become twisted together with our cult in. Involve, you know, especially someone in difficulties or complicated circumstances from which it is difficult to escape hallelujah and, and so you know this ties right in and, and I was even going to mention just maybe just briefly about what we've done for Montana even in this 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 message tonight maybe not going into no details or nothing like that I didn't but anyway it played out a little different and that's fine with me but uh, in her situation you can see here but if she begins to cry out amen in this tangled situation that she'll take what she's got what's movable amen her mind her tongue her heart amen hallelujah you can't find it up hallelujah but she'll start using it hallelujah because I know what the enemy is going to do he's going to try his best to encamp around her and tell her how, how bad it's going to be and I don't want to live this way but you know what you don't have to but you don't have to choose a pathway of suicide either you can choose a pathway of calling on a God by the name of Jesus Christ who will come to your mercy who will come to, to your rescue who is long suffering and merciful and kind and Psalms is full of that over and over and over again of his goodness and his mercy and his compassion and we all need it day in and day out we can't survive without it his compassion upon our lives and his mercy amen that's renewed every morning as we wake up thank God for his mercy you're going to notice even in this but let me go back amen to some other chapters going to take you back to Psalms 18 uh, this particular chapter is written and it's actually a David's response unto his enemy if you go back to the heading of this particular chapter of Psalms 18 it's the time of Saul and all of his enemies that he's actually being set free and delivered to and he talks about that now watch it when he's, he was in some of these struggles, David could write that no better than anybody else. In the latter part of the Psalms, if you remember, you know, he's waiting on the Lord. He's waiting what the watch, the watch of the shepherd. Amen. When you're talking about at the nighttime, ever, anybody ever been at the nighttime, in the dark time, and you're waiting on somebody to come, and you expect them to come, and they're late, but you really want them to come and want them to show up, and you get a little eager about it. Hey, that's what the watchman is. But this particular watchman, no doubt, amen, because it's night and it's dark. Hey, could it be in the dark? darkness you start to see him your dear hunters know what I'm talking about when it starts getting late amen late in the evening the light goes down the sun goes down and things shadows start taking on all of a sudden you know you've been looking at this area and it's been a rock or a tree or a limb all day but all of a sudden it took on the form of a deer amen and not only did it take on the form of a deer it's got horns hallelujah all of a sudden because of the darkness and you start seeing creatures and you start seeing things that you hadn't been seeing that's amazing to me how we start being able to see things in the, in the dark that we couldn't see in the light Hallelujah. But sometimes in the darkness, what you most of the time see is boogers. And you see hear lines and bears. How many likes to just be in the house all by themselves and turn out all the lights? Amen. And turn everything off. And you don't want no fans running. You don't want anything running. You know, you want to hear all the frogs crumping. You want to hear all the, the crickets doing their thing and everything else going on. And thing. No, you don't like that. And so that's what he's talking about. Sometimes when we're down in the depths of a struggle and a battle and entangled in situation. So I'm going to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. We're the church. But we're the 
church is built at the gates of hell. And you know what? About every church that's up on this earth right now is at the gates of hell. Amen. And we're doing everything we can to keep ourselves out and persuade and, amen, to pull others out of those places. Hallelujah. So that's where we're at in the spiritual realm. If you don't believe that, you better get your head out of the sand. You better get your head up and get to looking around what's going on around you and realize, amen, that you're in kind and subject and prone, amen, to slip up and mess up. Hallelujah. Without the grace and mercy of God, that's riding with us. And that's not all. Let me ask you something. Well, I'm, I'm, I know I'm going 100 miles an hour, but, but let me ask you something. What's, what's one of the biggest things about our generation right now? Everybody's got to watch what? Every little word you say. I mean, they're they watching both of those candidates right now. Like both. Every little word. And I, whatever, whatever, you know, is around it. You know, but they want to. Back, I'm going to back up a little bit, okay? None of us wouldn't run for president. How many million we got in this, this country? Apparently, you know, quite a few wouldn't run for it. And I don't blame them. I wouldn't either. It'd have to be a God thing. <laughs> It'd have to be a God thing. <laughs> in more ways than one. <laughs> but I wouldn't want no part of it. I wouldn't want to run for the board of supervisor. I don't want to run for sheriff. I've heard some people talk about the sheriff. I said, hey, have you ever been? You ever been in those courtrooms? You ever been in them places where all of a sudden they convicted their son, somebody's son? Amen. And you're the one that went and arrested him. You're the one that brought him in. And now you're the one that's got to go up there and put the handcuffs on him. But they give you a few minutes and you get to walk in the room. And they get to spend a little time with the family. And when you walk in that room, you can hear that mama. But as she spins around. With tears running down her face. Please don't take my baby. And I watched that big old sheriff man. Tears come in his eyes. And he just stood there like a statue. He couldn't say a word. Finally, a man, her lawyer, had to speak up and says, He don't have any choice. He's going to have to take him. But he couldn't say a word. And at that moment in time, I guarantee you, he took, if he could have just got out of that office, if he could have got out of that position, that was one of the moments I, hey, I wish somebody else was where I'm standing at right now. So, you know, we find ourselves entangled. And so the world's looking for opportunities to entangle us. I got some psalms to back it up. Hey, man, are they observing and watching for any moment that you make the little mistake? Anytime you say something a little out of, out of, out of whack, hey, man, they want to entangle you and ensnare you. You got an adversary that's against you. And that's the reason the Bible come and Peter and Paul is wrote to us he said be vigilant be sober hallelujah it's not a time to get weighed down it's not a time to get distracted it's not a time to get caught up in other things why because there's an adversary after us and it's after this church in the world that we're living in right now and there's all kind of demonic forces and powers and him that's doing everything it possibly can to entangle us and to wrap us up so I want to carry you to a few few verses now I, I'm trying to try and come back to this particular chapter but if you'll just give me a few minutes I want to carry you amen to a few verses hallelujah and it's toward the back, amen, because the way I've done this, hallelujah, maybe I got it. I got it. I can run it down, I got it. Praise God. Y'all having a good time? I hope so. Matthew 22 and 15, now you watch this. Now this is Jesus Christ. Then went the Pharisees and took counsel how they might entangle him, talking about Jesus Christ himself. In his talk. <laughs> and they sent out unto him their disciples with the Herodians and saying, Master, we know that thou art true and teachest the way of God in truth. Neither carest thou for any man, for thou regardest not the person of the man. In other words, we know you know, you know you're from God. They's lying. 
He's putting up a front. Putting up a fog. He's looking for an opportunity. Amen. To catch him. Watch what the next one says. Tell us therefore, what thinkest thou? Is it lawful to give tribute unto Caesar or not? But Jesus perceived their wickedness. He understood what was going on. Folks, I'm telling you what. If there's ever been a time you as Holy Ghost filled people, myself as a Holy Ghost, we better watch what conversations we get caught up in. Get lured in. Get pronged to. You know what? We need to really listen to the Holy Ghost this day and time because I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes the Holy Ghost says, you know what? You ought to go by here instead of going the way you've been going. Because the enemy's got a couple of cats there and they, they're going to strike up a conversation that you don't even need to be a part of. Because all they want to do is entangle you. Sucker you into something. Try to set a snare and a trap with you. But you know what? Even at our best, we're going to find ourselves in times and conversations. And having to deal with episodes and situations. It may come from family. It may come from loved ones. It may come from a friend. It may come from a neighbor. It may come from the enemy. But you know what? You and I have got to make up in our minds. That regardless of how tangled up this is. Amen. We're going to do what we can. You know, it, it didn't stop. Amen. Even there with, with, with what took place there. You can go to Psalms 56, 5 and 6. This was a time. This whole Psalms. Psalms 56. If you want to jot that down. It was a distress. It was a Psalms written about somebody that was distressed. I'd love to go back and read all the verses. But I, but I won't take the time. But I'm going to start to the fifth verse. Every day they, they rest my words. In other words, they twist him. They try to change it. What's happened to America? I'll tell you what's happened to America. She's took this word of God and she's twisted it and distorted it. And, and, and she's making it say what they wanted to say. Hallelujah. Do what they wanted to do. Hallelujah. But you know what? I told some of them, I think it was yesterday, I believe it was. Amen. Somebody wanted to take up an offer and I got through. But anyway, it might have been today. I don't know. Sometime or another. That time gets away from me. But hey, you know what? This is settled forever in heaven. And nobody's going to change it. Nobody's going to rearrange it. If anything's going to happen, the word of God has the power and the authority. And you know what? It'll get us out of every situation. If we'll just do what he's talking about at the end of this psalm. I'm going to wait on the Lord. I'm going to wait on the voice of God. I'm going to wait on the instructions of God. And that's not an easy thing. Because we're programmed not to wait. Hallelujah. If it don't happen in just a few minutes, you get your meal free. If they don't hurry up and wait on you and do this and do that. Hallelujah. You know, we kind of we got this mentality about us. You know, you can't waste no time. You can't take the time. But you know what? You're not going to twist God's arm and nobody else is either. But I'm going to tell you what we can do. We can wait on the Lord. Even in my trials, in my heartaches, in my disappointments, I can wait on the Lord. In the depthness, amen, Paul found himself treading waters. Paul found himself wrestling against his own brothers. Paul found himself, amen, in one turmoil after another. But you know what? He learned how to wait on the Lord. He learned how to put his confidence in God, put his trust in God, amen. And you know what? God brought him through. God's going to do the same thing for this church in this end time. There may be some persecutions and trials. We may face some things that we really don't like. But you know what? If we'll just believe and trust and cry out to God God can get us out of this mess I'm telling you Montana can be brought out of that mess hallelujah because somebody's going to pray because somebody's going to believe God because somebody's got an ear saying you know what God I believe you can do it hallelujah and I know everybody say well she's done this and I don't want to hear all that mess just as easy God could have let her been gone God held her some reason, some purpose. And I don't want to miss the opportunity, amen, to know the will of God. It doesn't matter whose child it is. It doesn't matter where they come from, the color of their skin. It don't make any difference. 
I pray today. I said, God, you know those to be saved in Bendale, Mississippi. God, you lead us to them. You help us get to them. You help us, God, to witness to them. How you know who they are. They are sincere about being saved. Some people don't want to be. Some people want to be, but they want to do it their way. That's the reason they grow instead of that, <laughs> instead of that sheep head. They they grow that old goat head. Instead of saying yes and swallowing it and changing, they take that old goat head and shove it around, shove it to the side. Good, did Hallelujah. Yeah, I'd do my head this way, too. I wouldn't do it this way. <laughs> That's right, Pastor. You're doing good. Hallelujah. I don't be no goat. Who wants to be an old goat? I don't want to be no old goat. Hallelujah. All they know is running around and butt things with their head. That's all they know how to do. They don't know how to get nothing done. Stink. Yeah, anyway, hallelujah. I'm going somewhere. Hallelujah. There were some old goats in the New Testament. Some old goats in the book of Acts. That's what the 15th chapter is all about in Acts. Amen. Because some, some old goats that came down from Judea bunch. Amen. Said, hey, hey you guys got to be circumcised just like Moses taught us to be. If you don't be circumcised, you can't be saved. Amen. And all of a sudden, Paul, hallelujah, it riled him up. And they didn't have no small argument about it. They had a knockdown drag out about it. Amen. So everybody said, I'll tell you what we better do. We better get all this bunch to Jerusalem. We better get before the elders and all that bunch. Amen. Because there's some Pharisees in the Bible called them believers. Amen. They decided, hey, we got to do all this. But you know, after the counseling, after everything took place, hallelujah, you know what? God showed them mercy. And then they finally even he come to the time after Peter told him, you know what? God poured out the Holy Ghost on the Gentiles and, and, and justified their hearts. And you know what? He goes on to say, he said, why are we going to put you, why are we going to yoke them up and burden them down with things that we couldn't even keep? Our fathers couldn't keep it and we couldn't keep it. What do we think we're doing? We're saved by grace and they're saved by grace. And so James steps up as a bishop. Amen. He says, I tell you what, we're going to tell them four things they got to keep themselves from. Amen. And that's from idols. Amen. From eating strangle snake and blood and from fornication. And that's where it started right there. So you know what? I don't want to put more on people. Amen. And what God wants to be put on them. But at the same time, amen, I'm not looking for an easy, whatever old life, any old way I do. Hallelujah. If any old way I do, no way at all I do. And that's just about where we're to get. Right. Because if no way I do and any old way I do, then we'll just stay home. <laughs> Woo, praise God. But I'm glad, hallelujah, in the midst of where we at. You know what this is going to do? It's going to either make us stronger and more faithful and trust God more, or it's going to cause us to fall to the wayside. We're either going to dig in and get in, hallelujah, and learn how to pray, learn how to intercede, learn how to have a move of God in our own homes. Hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah. And once while your kids come through, then they're going to see speaking them tongues, hallelujah, having a good time, hallelujah. But what's going on in the bedroom in there? Man, there'd be all kind of just things going on, beating and banging and shouting and going on. Hey, that's where it ought to be. That's ought to be the ordinary thing in an apostolic home. That's what ought to take place. How do you, uh, if you want to tap into the house of God when you get here, then practice at home. Alcoholic, does he just wait till the bar is open? No, he gets him some, don't he? He wakes up at 4 o'clock in the morning and Well, he went to sleep at night. That's why some people do cigarettes. That's why some people do the attitudes. 
Ghost is helping us. Hey, we're not being ugly. I'm just telling you, we're in a real world. But you know what? I'm serving a real God. And it doesn't matter what we get entangled in. And sometime of our own choosing, if we'll just humble ourselves and repent. Hallelujah. And make confession and cry out to this God. Is not that what Solomon? Now you watch what has been written here. What is he talking about? And I, I'm going to try to watch this. What is he talking about? God is a covenant keeping God. And he made a covenant with him. So go to Nehemiah. What did Nehemiah do in that first chapter? When he heard the condition and the affliction of his brethren. And the walls still down. And the gates weren't hung. Amen. When he heard about it. He began to weep and cry and wept and mourn and fasted. And seek God. And he repented for himself. He repented for his fathers. He repented. He said, God, we've done wicked. What you've done, amen, to put us in Babylon was right. Was what he was telling God. Amen. You was fulfilled because we was a bunch of stiff necks. We was a bunch of hard heads. Hallelujah. We wouldn't listen. We wouldn't obey. And we deserved to be in Babylon for 70 years. But you watch what he goes on to say. But God, you're a covenant God. And in your covenant, you promised us, amen, after this 70 years, if we'll humble ourselves and pray, if we'll cry out and seek you, if we'll keep your commandments and walk in your ways, hallelujah, we can go back to Jerusalem and we can rebuild the walls and the city, God. Hallelujah. He knew, just, he knew this same God that kept the covenant of 70 years was the same God that could anoint him and bless him and make a way, amen, to go back and hang the gates and go back and build the walls. That's no different tonight. This same Messiah that's came, amen, can give us revival, give us a divine move of God, give us miracles. Miracles are not over with. Moving of the Holy Ghost, the gifts of the tongues, the operation of the Spirit. They're alive and ready and on the shelves of God. Amen. They be put into action. You and I have got to get there. You and I have got to get there with the hunger and the thirst about us, about having that touch of God, about having that move of the Holy Ghost. And so we're, we're often, often born throughout the scriptures, amen, about being entangled. Actually, you know, it's only mentioned, I think, I think if my memory serves me right about 11 times. What's this? Even the devil will use it, thinking that he's doing the will of God, which he was. But he thought for his purpose. Go back to Pharaoh. Third chapter. And they escaped. Made their way to the Red Sea. In Exodus 14.3. For Pharaoh was, will say of the children of Israel. They are entangled in the land. And the wilderness had shut them in. Huh. When's the last time you thought you was entangled? Mess and tangled the situation. Huh. And you didn't give the glory to the devil. Pharaoh thought they was entangled in the wilderness in no way to go. If you read and study on that, they couldn't. Red Sea before them, mountains in the wilderness on each side. And here they come in from the rear. But it was just a setup. Oh, the people was ready to kill Moses. But the Lord spoke to him and said, hey, just stand still and watch the salvation of the Lord. I'll make a way where there seems to be no way. You know what? He's still in the business. But he can't do it. While we're in that mess, we're mumbling and complaining and giving all the glory to the devil. The devil's got me messed up. The devil's got me bound. You've been living for God and doing right. The devil does not have you bound. You may be in a dilemma. You may be in a fight. 
You may be in the depths, and you have to lift up your voice. Man, how often in that particular Psalms, Lord says, Holy Ghost kind of worked on me about this one. I want to be careful. I want to be. Will heaven recognize my voice? Has it heard me often enough? Worship, praise, or any other form. I believe David, the writer here, knew. He's going to recognize my voice. Can you prove that statement? We can get some of these babies right here to jump up and cry. Daddy! How many ladies is in the house? Yes, then. Y'all won't raise your hands. Ten. Fifteen. <laughs> Y'all did hear me, right? I'm trying to make a point. But one of these babies could jump up and scream out, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy! All the daddies are here, but you know what? Because the right daddy could recognize the voice. Because, you know how he could recognize it? Because he's heard it often. <laughs> Hallelujah. Don't let that devil persuade you to quit praying and believing and asking. We may not be having brush harbors. And we may not be having. But you know what? We can. We're not running 300 yet. Brother Barry mentioned the field. Believe it or not. I prayed. I prayed last year. I said, God. Because that field looked like it's growing up. Like I said, God, somebody needs to start taking care of our field until we can buy it. They couldn't hay in it. It'd be a lot easier to build buildings off a hayfield than a field that's grown up in trees and briars and all this other mess. I mean, if he used that bunch of giants, amen, to build the promised land for the Israel, have to, oh, I'm in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. He can take care of that land until God gets ready to buy it for us. Did you hear me? It's a God thing. It's not a William Moore or First Jesus Day church thing. It's a God thing, and that's what it's got to be about. It's got to be a God thing, and if it's a God thing, God's got it. He can handle it. We serve an awesome God. We serve a mighty God. He loves us with an everlasting love. He cares more about you than you actually care about yourself, if you believe that or not. He loves you with such a love, he was willing to go to a cross and pay that ultimate price. I know I'm about, I'm about to finish up here. Just let me kind of briefly go through this. Out of that, I cried unto the old Lord. Lord, hear my voice. This is not my first time to cry. I wonder just how often David had cried. What about the night the bear slipped in? Nobody else knew that he was in the wilderness. Just a lad. And the older brother informed us that daddy only had a few sheep. That didn't matter to David, few or not. That's the same way you pastor a church. If it's two, 20, 200, 2,000, or 25,000, you pastor it. 
with the same passion and love and care. I want everybody to make it. Do everything we can to persuade and nurse and do. So, so you watch this. Here comes the bear. He slips in and takes the lamb. I just wondered if he lifted his voice and cried out. Come on, it's not a natural thing for a man to be able to take on a bear. Not only take on a bear, if you read it close enough, he just grabs that bear and takes the bear. And would have left the bear alone. But when he went to walk away, the bear rose up to get him. When's the last time you had to look at devil and I said, devil, you just messed up. You just let your ignorance blossom again. You're trying to strut your stuff and you don't have nothing to strut. You don't have nothing to brag about. You just mess with the apple of his eye. I'm walking in his commandments. I'm keeping his word. I love him. And you know what? He's going to come to my rescue. Because I'm fixing to lift my voice. I take you into a Psalms. When David lift his voice. And then when he made his way to the heavens. Hallelujah. All of a sudden the earth began to shake. All of a sudden mountains began to move. All of a sudden, amen. God was like on a chariot and on the winds. Coming to his rescue. He's still the same God we're serving tonight. If thou, Lord, shouldest mark iniquities, O Lord, who shall stand? If you keep a count, if you keep a record, if you mark every time I fail, God, I come up, I come up short. Who, who, who can stand? Scripture talks about God even made a search one time and couldn't find. Now, that's not a license to sin. But it is. You and I need to understand. We're in earthen vessels. We don't only fight against the spiritual darkness and wickedness and the devil. You've got your own own nature that wants to rise up. It's just more natural to respond this way. It's just more... More easier than to keep it, modify it, bring it under subjection, and do it God's way. And that's more than just in one way. Okay? Thank the Lord He doesn't, but He does. Let me back up. God's got a perfect record book, but I'm glad He's got a way of washing it, cleansing it. Purging it. And, but there is forgiveness with thee. That thou mayest be feared. Thank God for his forgiveness. You can stand. We're getting close. And I'm going to let you go. Thank God. How many of you thank God? We all do. We thank God for his forgiveness. Every day. The, the goodness and the mercy and the compassion. God showed to us. And, and, and you know what? That's what we need. Easy. And, and, and to be able to show that compassion at times, that mercy, and, and be sensitive to God in those moments and times. Because it could be for somebody that you don't even know. God wants to use you to, to demonstrate His mercy, to demonstrate His compassion, His long suffering, His kindness. Fifth verse says, 
I wait for the Lord. My soul doth wait. And in his word do I hope. I'm going to close with that verse, but that's this. There's so many benefits, so many promises, so many things that's in this book for you and I. We need to hold on to them. I know our world's getting wicked. I know our world is, man, it's just chaotic. It's just, you know, we're wrestling with some things. We're dealing with some things. It just, you know, it just blows our minds at what's going on and what's happening. And somebody made mention to me today, said, I'm just shocked that we don't have no more better than this. To, you know, and, and again, they was referring to last night. And I hate, I hate, it's... You know, it's, it's, we're in that kind of situation. But you know what? What a better time for the church to shine. What a better time, amen, to be the salt of the earth, to be the light of the world. What a better time to lift up our voices. Hey, I'm praying, folks. I'm praying from the White House all the way down. The whole world. The White House, our nation, our state. You praying for your governor? I'm going to tell you what, if I was a governor, I'd be wanting your prayers. How to respond, how to handle this, what direction to take. Everybody's watching. Everybody, hey, if you lost this many, you lost that many, this many's got it. Go wear a mask, don't wear a mask, all this stuff. And even the physicians can't get it all together. But then we also suddenly want these few men to come up and have all the answers and be happy. No. You know what we need to be doing? There's only one that we can cry out. He already knows all the tomorrows. And he can make preparation before they ever get here. And he's doing that. Let's let him do it. So let's pray. Let's pray for our nation. Let's pray for our state. Let's pray for our county. Let's pray for our community. Let's pray for our local assembly. And let's pray for our families. It all works together. Okay? Love you. Appreciate you. That's a signal. We're going to let you go. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Appreciate you.